What is up, bros? I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. This week on the podcast, we got nothing to discuss in 4K Spotlight this week. Um, but we are going to be talking about D23 and, let's see, five of our favorite announcements that came out of that. Unfortunately, kind of a disappointing D23. Yeah, I mean, I didn't... Did you actually watch any of the panels? I I wasn't able to. I had... So, Just I was going to watch it at, while I was at work, because I had, like, yeah. literally nothing better to do. <laughs> but I I had to Really leave. working hard. I know. But I had to leave, um, leave work early to come watch Iris while my... While Brielle went to, uh... Uh, some meeting. Oh, okay. And so I gotcha. wasn't able to capture, like, get any of those uh those panels. Otherwise, I would have watched them because I did. That's what I did last year, or I did it with the uh, the DC Fandom, the oh, last okay. one that happened then, and that one was awesome. Didn't they put them on a Disney Plus? Yeah, so you can watch okay. all the panels on Disney Plus. Um, okay. So Sweet. I might go and do that just to see, like things that maybe the articles I've read have missed, but yeah. so far I don't think they've missed too much. <laughs> okay. So we'll see. I'll, I'll give it a watch tomorrow, maybe, depending on... Oh, well, I gotta edit tomorrow. Maybe not tomorrow. Who knows? I'll watch it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I like it. Um, anyway, so yeah, we'll be talking about D23, um, and then we will be getting into this week's headliner, where we we will be breaking down the 2022 remake of Pinocchio. Uh, so with that, let's say we get started. Let's do it. Hello, my name is Brecker Nurse, and I want to tell you about my fun horror movie podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. On my show, I like to have fun dissecting out what makes a horror movie scary, what worked for it, what didn't, what types of fears does it play off of? Is it an allegory for any sort of message? I don't know, but let's find out. Also, I like to watch slashers. I'm a big slasher guy, so I'll watch a slasher and do a kill grade for it. I will cover the kills and I will tell you how I would grade it based on shock, method, style points, and a fourth category that is a reflection of the movie. Besides those, I'll have fun with special topic episodes, commentary tracks, interviews with guests, including some Shutter directors, so I just like to have a fun time over here. If any of this sounds interesting to you or you just want to come check me out, please head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere they listen to podcasts and search for Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Also be sure to find me on Instagram at Brucker Horror, where you get fun updates and some cool little posts that I do. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you get to enjoy the show, and I'll see you on Instagram. Bye. Alrighty, starting off with Through the Wall. Uh, like we said, we'll be talking about our favorite D23 announcements. Um, so I have three that really caught my eye, and Rose, you had two. So yes. let's just go, kind of go back and forth on on it. Okay. Um, so I'll start us off. The first one that I'm actually really excited for now that I actually have like a a roster is the Thunderbolts. Like, we finally got, like, an idea of what that team's going to look like, and it seems freaking sick. 
I know a lot of people that I saw in the comments were disappointed by this lineup. I'm not, actually. I think this is a great lineup. I think it's an amazing lineup, too. So, first off, we got Julia Louis-Dreyfus portraying her character as the basically Thunderbolts equivalent of Nick Fury. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. So, the Thunderbolts is more like a, a... government-based team, which surprisingly enough, Kevin Feige announced that this is basically saying that the Avengers have disassembled. Like, right now, there are no Avengers. Iron Man's dead. Hulk is off-world, if you've been keeping up with She-Hulk, and just kind of not doing the whole team-up thing. Captain America's we're assuming dead. Just because, or just happily retired, whichever. Yeah, Black Widow's dead. Thor's off world doing his own thing. Um, and Hawkeye is happily retired, or at least we hope so. Yeah. So it's just he. I'll say this: he's content doing his own thing. Like at the very least. Am I supposed to chime in? Well, I thought you would have something to say about Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know, so. fair enough. Um, I mean, I'm glad that Clint finally gets to retire. It's about freaking time. Um, like actually, finally. Um, I will fully admit, though, I would have. It would have been cool to see Kate Bishop on this team too. She's not really Thunderbolts, though. She's like. Avengers like these like this so like I said we got the um the Nick Fury equivalent the whatever Defontaine um and then the like the rest of the team or the lineup we got Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp which I'm really excited to see her back yeah that's awesome uh we got David Harbour's Red Guardian in like a brand new updated suit, which looks awesome. Yeah, it does. Uh, let's see. We got Taskmaster, which I'm yeah. super pumped to see her back. Yeah, that's awesome. I honestly didn't think that they were going to bring her back, but that's awesome. I didn't think they were either. Like I thought that was like the like with what we saw in Black Widow. I thought that was going to be the end of. A taskmaster. Yeah, but same here. I'm very excited to see what we get more, especially with that, with him being one of the big, or with her being one of the big six. True. Um, then we got U.S. Agent, which he looks like he's in. He's in a brand new suit, which looks awesome, or at least new helmet. Yeah. Like I really dig the helmet. It kind of seems like it has some like streak, uh, streaks of uh, red in it. Or did we see him in the helmet? In uh, I thought we did at the end. I need to go back and rewatch that. Um. Then let's see. We got Yelena Belova, who is going to be like kind of the the lead of this movie, like the the leader of of this team. Which is going to be awesome. I freaking love Florence Pugh. Oh, yeah. yeah I love that it's a uh, 
No, sorry. I was going to say, I love that it's like the classic, like, black, Black Widow uniform, but with the green vest over it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that looks awesome. And then, surprisingly enough, we were going to get Winter Soldier in this as well. That threw me through a freaking loop when I showed that. I'm like, what? It kind of makes sense, though. Like, if you if you think about it, like, they're getting all of these, more or less, these rogues. These people that don't really fall under the the hero banner. Like, if, if I were to go through these, I think Ghost was leaning a little bit more towards, like, the villainous side. Like, these are all people with, like, questionable morals. <laughs> you know, fair enough. That's a good point. And... It's like none of these people seem to have a problem with killing if that's what it like comes down to. I think Bucky's going to be like the odd man out since he was technically like part of the Avengers. I think he's more like maybe being a double agent to kind of make sure that these team or that this team is supposed to be on the straight and narrow. Okay, okay. And, and maybe serving as a spy for like the Avengers or what will eventually become the Avengers. But it's also too, like maybe he has like a little suicide squad situation going on where maybe he has to be part of this team because it's like part of the government stipulation on his um, pardon. Hmm. I mean, that's what I would, would assume, but no, that's fair from what they, we're saying it seems like Yelena and Bucky are going to be like the two main characters and everyone else is kind of going to be off to the side. Which yeah, I'm, I'm cool not, with that. Yeah. But like, I would have liked to see other characters. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully they get like at least a little bit, uh, moments to shine, uh, especially David Harbour's, uh, red guardian. Um, but, I kind of hate that they just already called out. Oh yeah, it's it's basically Yelena and uh, Bucky's movie. Yeah, I mean, I think Red Guardian is just going to kind of be attached to Yelena, <laughs> and I think that no, there's going to be there. the ones that I'm worried about getting kind of pushed off to the wayside are Ghost and Taskmaster. Yes. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. Like, those two, I want to see really good things from. And what's interesting to me, though, is like, or what's kind of throwing me, too, all of these he these people seem to be, like, the same. Like, you got Bucky and U.S. Agent. They're both super soldiers. You got Ghost and Taskmaster, and they're both, like, assassins. And then you got Red Guardian and Yelena that are both, like, Black Widow spy people. And I guess if you wanted to throw... If if you didn't like, like that comparison, you can throw Red Guardian into the Bucky and U.S. Agent group, where it's, like, Super Soldier. Yeah. So it's like I mean, I know, three um, super soldiers and three assassins. <laughs> Please tell me you've seen the meme of like people like announcing like they'll show the picture of the team and uh they put that uh 
the scene from uh, the Suicide Squad where Idris Elba's character is just like he does the same thing I do. Yeah, <laughs> it's freaking great. I'm like, you know what? You got a point there. Yeah. So I, I, that's what I'm like really worried about. It's it's mainly because like Ghost and Taskmaster, we didn't really get a personality from them. So I feel like they're gonna be kind of thrown to the side. Like I think they're gonna get like the the Black Widow Hawkeye treatment. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we barely got, like, we literally got, like, nothing from Taskmaster in a Black Widow Ghost a little bit in Ant-Man and the Wasp, but, yeah, I feel you there. I, I'm afraid, too, that it's going to turn into a Hawkeye and Black Widow situation yeah. with uh, the Avengers. Taskmaster is definitely going to be the Hawkeye in this situation. Dude, straight up. Like, that is absolutely what I'm afraid of. <laughs> And you know what? It works out because she uses a bow too. Yep. Like what the way that I view this team, like for like the equivalents, I view Yelena as like Iron Man, Bucky as Cap. Um, I would probably throw U.S. Agent in the Thor section. I can agree with that. Red Guardian, he's kind of like a more upbeat Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ghost, I would throw in the Black Widow, and then Taskmaster, definitely Hawkeye. Like, that's like how I see their roles going. So now, when we go, we, when we go to see this movie, I have to do what I did with, um, if they do a like character posters for each one. I got to make sure with Taskmaster, I print our poster off and just duct tape it to a shirt. Cause you know, <laughs> got to do exactly what I did with Hawkeye for the Avengers. That's still one of the stupidest things I've ever done. It was up there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm genuinely excited for this show or this movie. Yeah, I am too. Like like you said, after finally seeing who actually is a part of the team, it de- it definitely put my excitement up there. Yeah, I'm a little upset that they didn't throw in like Abomination. Yeah, like as like a uh, like a like a placement for Hulk. Yeah, some like something like that. Like, yeah. I would have really liked that like to see that to see like a hulk equivalent like i didn't necessarily need like them to throw in like a demigod or or any of them like i don't i don't need like just an avengers but slightly evil <laughs> but i would have really liked to see abomination um i mean I, i've made this at least i made the statement to, towards you what i'm hoping they do is make abomination a little bit more heroic in the public eye and Hulk becomes a little bit more villainous like goes back to being like savage Hulk and then she Hulk is like the new Hulk like that's what I would really like to see and so throwing abomination in this would be really cool or even like red Hulk because it's called the thunderbolts like it's like how do you not include Thunderbolt Ross. And no, that's a very died, good point. Like I know the actor for Ross passed away, but still, 
It's like, how, like, why Thunderbolts if you just got, like, it makes me feel like that, 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 um, whatever her face is, Dave Fontaine is kind of acting under, uh, Ross's authorization. And this is more like a government approved Avengers. <laughs> Fair enough. So I I really would like to see a uh, a Red Hulk make an appearance in this. So I think that'd be really cool. Um. Also, like, or another thing that could have come from this, like, I I really like to see who the the villain is going to be in this, or what the threat yes. is. Um. But. Did you hear about Captain America, the New World Order? No, huh? Like, we we don't have to go too much into this, but they announced that the villain for that is going to be the leader. Are they bringing back, uh, shit? Yes, they are. Oh, shit, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's only been, like, a shit ton of years. <laughs> But been like, has it been for almost 14 years? Damn near. Holy shit. Yeah, so Damn. He, yeah, so he's going to be back as the as the leader and I could not Dude. be more excited about it. Hell yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's going to be sick. Um really excited to see that. Um yeah, that's all I really got to say about the Thunderbolts. Nothing like real insightful to add about it. Like, you got any other notes? Not really. I mean, I'm super excited for it. All right. Um. So, what was your first D23 item? Uh. So my first is uh that they are finally because I'm pretty sure that this like marks that they've literally remade every single Disney classic. After this, um, Snow White. They're finally doing a live-action remake of Snow White. Dude, hell yes. This is going to be the shit. I, I, oh, I'm so freaking excited. <laughs> I'm just very interested to see how um, they are going to... It's just... It's going to be very interesting to see how they do, like, the Seven Dwarves. Like, are they going to actually, like, hire actors? Or are they going to do, like, motion capture? I'm very interested. Yeah, I I have it pulled up on IMDb, like, what they're wanting to do. Yeah. And so far, it doesn't look like there's... It it doesn't seem like they have a cast for the... uh, the 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 dwarves, okay. Um, so they have like a bunch of dancers, like cast and whatnot. So they they're definitely keeping with like the musical route. So that'll be be interesting to see. But um, what I'm really excited for is Rachel Zegler, whom most people would know as. I want to say her name is Maria in West Side Story. Um, yes. 
Yeah, Maria in West Side Story, the new West Side Story. She will be playing Snow White, and Gal Gadot will be playing the evil queen. And that is going to be the shit. <laughs> that really is. I've, I'm honestly like over the moon just to see how Gal Gadot will act as a horrible person. <laughs> Because she seems too sweet to do it, but I think I think she I know can do it she well. kind of has that. Um, oh balls! What's his name? The guy who played Gaston. Oh, uh, Luke Evans. Yeah, he, she kind of has like that Luke Evans vibes, where I don't know how well she can play evil. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, so really high hopes for that one. Like that movie just. I, mean, I guess you got to say awesome. that uh, Disney. At least you, I guess you got to say that Disney at least liked how Luke Evans played evil, considering they brought him back uh, for Pinocchio. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll get into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, really excited for for Snow White. I wish there was a little bit more news. Like, I would really be interested to hear what they have going on for the the dwarves. Like, whether they're going to hire, like, small people for those roles. I, I hope they do. I hope they go that route. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Like, I don't... I, I don't know... <laughs> If, like, they could go any other route with that. Other than just not yeah. including the seven dwarves, but you can't find be Snow White. Yeah, I'd be pissed if you they didn't include the seven dwarves. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. Oh. Anyway, anything else on uh, Snow White? Um, no. The, the, the sad thing... <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'll definitely watch this when it comes out. But, like, the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that announcement, I'm just like, I swear that that truly makes it that they've remade every single Disney classic. That's like, that they've done them all. Like, that's what got me the most excited. It does feel like that. Like, are they missing any? Well, okay, so the question is, do we count Maleficent as a remake for Sleeping Beauty? Oh, that's the hard one. Because if that... we don't, then no. Yeah. But I don't know if Disney's counting that. So if Disney counts it, then yes, I think. I don't know if they would count that, though. Yeah. I mean, if they did do a remake of Sleeping Beauty, um, they best bring back Angelina Jolie to play Maleficent. That's all I'm saying. Fair. Well, okay, There's they're missing a couple. Like, they need to do the Sword in the Stone. I th oh, yeah, they sure. still need to do, like, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Like, I know the, that those aren't, like, the classic Disney, but I... I, I mean, Hunchback of Notre Dame is pretty classic. Yeah? Yeah, I'd say. Oh, shit, Hercules. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, they I'm definitely right. need to do Hercules. Damn, okay. Well, we still got a while to go. Come on, Disney. I want these all remade before I'm 30. That's how <laughs> long you got. That. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they, so they have to do it by, what, 2026? Oh, good lord. 
Yeah. Please tell me I'm not that close. I'm that close to being 30. Yeah. You forget we're four years away from 30. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Dude, you think that's messed up? I'm four years away from having a a six-year-old. Hey. I was going to say like a five-year-old, and somehow saying six is worse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, God. Don't you love growing up? I hate growing up. Uh, all right. Um, next item. This one's in- intriguing because it's not. I I don't know if this like this is MCU related. I don't know where this is going to fall in with other MCU properties because this is technically a special that will be releasing on Halloween or next month. It'll be releasing for Halloween. Um, but this is the Marvel's Werewolf by Night. Which, the setup for this, dude, is the best. Dude, straight up. Like, setting this up like a murder mystery, but one of the people there is the the werewolf. <laughs> like, is the is the monster and doesn't seem to know it. Like, that's... That's nuts. And I love it. Dude, so Caleb had me watch this uh, trailer right before we recorded because I I hadn't seen it yet. And literally, I was just smiling the whole time for, like, how many throwbacks are to, like, classic, like, horror films like Frankenstein, um, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, just all that shit. Just, like, of how, like, not, like, hyped up the trailers are, but uh, how do I explain there? Um, shit, how do you explain these trailers? I don't know how to explain it other than just saying that there's a bunch of hype. <laughs> it, yeah, it no, th- so, that, that's it really so great. Good. It really does. Like, just like, and <laughs> isn't it like the end, like, they, they, they pause for a minute after, like, they, uh, they, like, close in on, like, someone's face, and then it shoots the title? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's like... Everything that they've done with this, or at least that we can see, I am excited for with this. It it kind of feels like it has that low-budget horror movie feel. And I'm hoping that that's the route that they took. Like, I don't want a super crazy, like, CGI werewolf. I would much rather just see a practical werewolf. Dude, character. same here. Like, if they take this all practically, this will be my favorite, like, project so far that they've nope. done completely understandable like don't make, get me wrong the cgi is cool and all but you cannot beat good practical effects damn right or even like cheesy ones like if that's the the route which it kind of seems like from some of the uh the images that we saw is kind of like the route that they're going where it kind of looks a little cheesy but even that shit's better than CGI on its best day. Good point. That is a very good point. So very excited to feel to see what the what they do with this, and I'm hoping that it's like that they're willing to take this like 
far. At least, like, uh, with the themes, like, hope, hoping that they keep it, like, adult-themed. Like, or at least, like, no, I want to see how scary they can go with this. Like, I want to see yes. Marvel get nuts. I mean, I don't know how, like, uh, scary they'll let them get on Disney+, Plus, but hopefully... Um, I know, that's, the, that's a, the biggest thing that I've always been worried about with Disney+, Plus that we're just not going to see anything, like, adult on it. Yeah. Which I know that we got, like, Deadpool and Deadpool 2 on it now, and, and Logan and, and all that, but it's just... I want to see more adult-related content when it comes to, like, Marvel. Oh yeah, absolutely agree. Like those some um, Logan and the Deadpool's, those weren't like edited at all, right? Like not that I know of. Okay, good. I hope not cuz that'd be um, freaking bullshit. Yeah. So I I watched both of those movies or all three of those movies on my uh Movies Anywhere app, so I know it's not edited. Um I have not <laughs> yeah, watched them on Disney Plus yet though. Okay. But I think you had to go in and like do like a verification on your age and and all that. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. I I don't know if Damn. I've done that yet. So I don't know if I have Deadpool and Deadpool two on my my Disney Plus yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So really excited for Werewolf by Night and. I think that'd be an interesting bonus episode to release if it's if it's a movie or like in a movie format. Yes. If it's like if it's a series we won't, but if it's just like a one-off episode or like short film situation, like we might talk about it. I'm down. Hell yeah. All right, so what do you got next? Uh, next up, they uh, officially announced that Inside Out is getting a sequel. And um, when they announced this, uh, they announced that Amy Poehler is coming back. They haven't announced uh, any of if uh, any of the other emotions voice actors are coming back. Um, but Amy Poehler did point out that uh, they will uh, be exploring uh, Riley as a t- as, as a preteen or teenager, whatever the hell you want to call it, call it. And so a lot of people are just like, or wait, no, I'm sorry. No, they were just, they, she said that uh, Riley will be getting more emotions with her being uh, older now. And everyone was just like, oh, okay, so that means she's getting a puberty emotion, right? That was like the first thing that people thought of. Puberty's not an emotion. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's not puberty. Pretty god damn it. Um uh Um uh, what's the what's the emotion? Uh is it a horny emotion? no, it's not a horny emotion. A horny emotion <laughs> <laughs> That would be funny. <laughs> that would be freaking hilarious. Um shit, what would it be called? Um God damn it. I can't think of anything other than horny now. <laughs> like what what emotion are you talking like I I the the one that you know like th- those kind of thoughts come to your head. Oh, like a like a desire or a love one. I don't know if it's love. Yeah. I 
Okay. I really liked how they kept the the emotions to just those five. As did I. And I and I feel like it almost be retconning itself in a way with um uh, with like showing the adults that still only have the five like her mom and her dad still only had those five emotions within them it's all, like obviously their control panel was bigger so it's like hey we got more shit that we can do with with those yeah. emotions but they weren't like new emotions. That's a good point. So I mean, I I feel like obviously they can they can do more. Like obviously, like we only saw like the control room with uh, with those other emotions. So maybe that maybe there are more emotions outside of the control room. Like, who knows? And maybe it's just those five that are in charge. But I think if they try to introduce more emotions, they, they're they retconning themselves. And I don't know if I would like that. I do really like the idea of them exploring the, the puberty aspect and, like, that growth. I do, too. I mean, and honestly, I know, like, you know, some people would say, oh, uh, yeah, but I... I wouldn't expect Pixar to go down that road. Um, you saw Turning Red, right? Like, yeah, I feel like they, Turning they Red t- went they've insanely inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, so they've al- they've already touched upon this stuff. It's it's not out of the ordinary for Pixar anymore. So I feel that maybe though, if uh, <laughs> they might keep it maybe a little more tame in Inside Out too. I don't know if they'll uh, go as. Um, as crazy as they did in t- Turning Red um, with uh, Malin. Uh Yeah, like, for real, dude. It's just, I think they have a, a really good opportunity to explore. I think Inside Out could have been, like, like, I, I need to think of what I'm saying first. <laughs> I think Inside Out is a really good resource for people trying to navigate their emotions. And I I feel like it's a shame that we haven't gotten more Inside Out stuff. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I think it'd be really... I think it'd be really cool for them to release more of these these types of videos or these move these types of movies where it's exploring different phases of of Riley's life like we we got her as a as a kid like as a younger kid where her emotions are pretty much like you could take them at face value like obviously like children emotions aren't too aren't too complicated to to navigate like you're they're either happy or they're sad or they're like they're upset like it's very easy to tell and i think that they chose like the right story to tell with 
like being a teenager and like struggling with new emotions and going through that growth of like of preteen and i think this like the next step like obviously going through puberty like that's a great exploration that they can go through and then i think that they could even take this a step further and go like later years so like maybe have this one be like early teens the next one being like late teens like early 20s and then like more as you grow as riley grows older like i think that you could share all the stories and have really good relatable stories yeah i absolutely agree so it's just I'm excited to see what they bring with this. I'm I will say I am really worried that they're going to not do great things with it <laughs> and have this be like a very average movie when I feel this has the potential to be on the same level if not better than the first. Yeah, I I really hope it's a great sequel cuz Inside Out is one of Pixar's best movies ever. So I'm both Easily. scared and excited. Yeah. So, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I Same here. I'm going to be watching this movie very closely. Alright. Um, Alright, last up we got The Little Mermaid to talk about. And this movie has been catching a load of shit. It is, For the dumbest reasons. Yeah, it is super dumb. So if, if if you don't know, they recast or they cast Ariel to be a black actress, and the internet is going nuts. <laughs> yeah, like there are so many people. Like people are really showing that. Like with shit like this, people really show their true colors, and it pisses me off. Dude, straight up. It's bullshit. So, everyone's throwing like a big old fit about Ariel being black. The, so her name's Hallie Bailey. Yeah, Hallie Bailey. And she looks incredible. Damn right she does. Dude, the CGI on this looks awesome. Or at least from what we've seen so far, may hopefully it's not just the trailer making this seem like it's it's better than it is. Freaking or better than, not. I know, but it looks like it's going to be beautifully shot. Like the underwater scenes look incredible. Like I think the only complaint is maybe it's just not as colorful as I would like it because the Little Mermaid, the original Little Mermaid, is like extremely colorful so maybe that might might be my only complaint that they maybe went a little too too far with the hey we're underwater thing and other than that no complaints like she is an incredible singer oh my god don't get me started holy shit yeah, I, did, I almost started I, tearing up when I first heard her 
start. I know. If there's singing. anything I'm pissed Holy off about, shit. it's that she didn't sing more. <laughs> yeah, right. I wanted the whole version of Party the, the, That World. I know. I'm just like, gosh, you're just going to give us this one clip? Freaking assholes. <laughs> Seriously, it's bullshit. Oh, but it looks it looks like it's going to be good. And it seems like they're keeping pretty true. Like, I don't know if you caught it, but it seemed like there was a flounder in there. I did not, actually. Nice catch. Yeah, I mean, I might be wrong. Let me just play it back. I have it open on... Okay, yeah, it it looks like there's a flounder-looking fish following her when she's swimming up to the the surface. Oh, okay. If it's not, there is just a fish following her. <laughs> if it's not flounder, <laughs> I like it. But she looks really good. Like I like how her hair, like. I like how her hair is in like dreads and not just like this perfect flowing red mane. Yeah. (laughs) Like it kind of, it feels like a little bit more realistic that way. Like it honestly does. Yeah. And she, she just has a great look overall. Like I think they got the, the, Like, they got everything right in this. They got the color of her fins, like, damn near perfect. Um, One thing I can't tell is, like, how they handled the the transition from fin to skin. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know how in, like, the the original Little Mermaid, it kind of looked like she was wearing, like, a really thick belt? around oh, like, yeah. the fish part. Yeah, I can't really see that um in this version. But regardless, I mean, maybe it, when she, yeah. No, I was going to say maybe like um when the like the actual like first trailer comes out like maybe if we see her in like a little more of light, we might actually notice it. Maybe. Yeah, I'm try- I'm just yeah, I can't get a good, like, clear shot of that transition. Um, I like how what they did with the tail, making it seem a little bit more complicated and not just, like, one big-ass fin. It's, like, multiple fins, like, kind of spread out, like, how a fish would be. Kind of like a zebra fish, if you've seen one of those. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I, I don't know what everyone's complaining about, like... I love how people are just like, oh, well, for that, like, that area, like, Little Mermaid's supposed to be, like, Danish or something, and, like, well, Danish people are typically white. Well, cool, she's not Danish, she's Atlantean. (laughs) Freaking dumb bitches, and Atlantis is fake. (laughs) It's like, so guess what? She can be whatever race they want. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I don't know why everyone's bitching. We're getting Terry Crews as King Triton. Yeah, like I could give a shit about Ariel. I, I <laughs> that's, that's I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm 
I'm pissed we didn't get to see Triton. <laughs> Freaking, I was telling Caleb this earlier. Uh, I saw this on a TikTok. One guy, um, someone commented on, I guess like he had made an earlier video talking about um, how it's so stupid, how people are throwing it um, out of line about her uh, being a black actress. Um, and someone said, well, God, what next they're going to you know, make Moana white? And he came up back with, if you watch the movie, it is clearly pointed out that Moana and her whole tribe are Polynesian. Polynesian people aren't white. That that's not how it works. Um, and yeah, um, and you know, mermaids don't exist, so they can literally just be any color. Polynesian people are specifically one color. Just saying. Yeah, dude, I just oh, son of a bitch. What? What? I just pulled up the IMDb for the Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah. And now, now I'm pissed off. Why? So it's not Terry Crews playing King Triton. Oh, it's not? No, it's Javier oh. Bardem. Which, I mean... Really? I know, yeah, I know he's like a great actor and everything, but... Come on! <laughs> I don't know. I I actually like that better. Do you really? I'm sorry to say that. Dude, I, oh, I love Javier Bardem, so I love that casting. Hmm. All right. Um, th- I'm just looking at like the cast right now. They have a pretty decent cast. Um, so uh, Melissa McCarthy will be playing Ursula, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm honestly amazed people people aren't more uh, up in arms about that. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I mean, I'm cool with it. I actually like... Well, just because... Dude, there are so many people that hate Melissa McCarthy. Okay, that's bullshit because Melissa McCarthy is a gem. She is. I just don't know if she's the right fit for Ursula. And, you know, I can understand. I I think she can do a great job. I'm very excited for it. Um, But, yeah, just... Literally, uh, the the joke for so many people is, "Oh yeah, Melissa McCarthy, she sucks." Write her out of Hollywood. Uh, no, Melissa and McCarthy is amazing can... and hilarious. It's not her fault that she gives gets given shit roles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, I feel bad for her. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see what she does. I personally. And this might just be like, I don't know like what category this would fall under. <laughs> I personally would have gone the route of choosing a drag queen for Ursula. Oh my god, yes. Like, not quite yes, RuPaul queen. because he... Yes. <laughs> like, like, I would have gone with like a heftier... Like, kind of the same build as Melissa McCarthy, just drag. I would have loved to see that. Same here, man. Same here. So, a little bummed out that we're not getting that, but I'm, I'm, I have high hopes that she's gonna, like, blow me away. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
let's see. Oh, it looks like they're they're not killing off Ariel's mom. No um, shit. Yeah, because they have a queen uh, cast. Damn. So that's gonna be the shit. Um, let's see. Uh, we have a De- David or David Diggs who's voicing Sebastian. Which, what did he do? Okay, so he's done a little bit of of voice work. I don't know if he's singing. Oh, he's a singer. <laughs> it's in his freaking bio. <laughs> <laughs> so, excited for that. Jacob Tremblay is voicing Flounder. Um, Aquafina right, is voicing like Scuttle. And then right. there's a rumor that Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to be Chef Louis. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I like that a lot. I love that. So, I I'm excited. I'm 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 really excited for this, and I think the the shit that this movie is getting is stupid. Uh, absolutely agree. It's bullshit. Yeah. Um. But real quick, we are going to do a quick little review of the YouTube comments. <laughs> oh God. As suggested to us by Adam from the Simmons and Moore podcast. (laughs) And dude, these comments are the shit. So have you seen the the Little Mermaid trailer? Yes, I have. Okay. That is important for you to have seen to for these uh, comments. So, okay. The first comment is the part where Ariel says, It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. Made me cry goosebumps. Jesus. <laughs> All right. The part when Ariel said, I am the knight. I am vengeance. I am Batman. It was so great to finally see in live action. Actually made me tear up. It was on par with Morbius saying, It's Morbin time. Oh, good lord. The scene when Ariel sees Lieutenant Dan walking on his titanium alloy legs and <laughs> says, Magic legs had me in tears. <laughs> I freaking did it. The part where Ariel says, I got two words for you. Shake and bake gave me chills. Oh the part where Ariel God. says, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> Left me weak in the knees. <laughs> Literal chills. Uh, the part where Ariel says, I am the terror that swims in the night, was absolutely brilliant. I cried actual tears. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, let's see. The part where Ariel said, Avengers Assemble, made me tear up and made my timbers <laughs> shivered. It was truly amazing. <laughs> the part where Ariel says what do you mean you people was Oscar worthy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay yeah that that might be my favorite one uh, let's see the part when Ursula says Prince Eric my dear Ariel welcome to Jurassic Park 
and proceeds to show a herd of Brachiosaurus swimming truly touched my heart. This is one of the most movies of all time. Wow. Oh my god. Uh, the part where Ariel says, that's my secret, Cap. I'm always angry. Gave me chills. Such an iconic moment from The Little Mermaid. The part where Ariel says, you can't handle the truth, made me cry more when my iguana died. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Oh my jeez Louise. And the part where Ariel says, and you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee, really tickled my fancy. <laughs> these comments are ridiculous. <laughs> wow. How has Disney not blocked these yet? I'm like, I really right? turned off comments. The part where Ariel looks at Sebastian and said, we ride together, we die together. Bad voice <laughs> for life. Brought tears to my eyes. Amazing performance. Jesus. Oh my god. The part where Ariel says, I taught, I taught, putty tat. Oh my god. <laughs> break down and cry for the first time in years. Bravo. Wow. The part where Ariel asks, what's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> it was so chilling. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, the part where Sebastian says she's starting to believe and then Ariel stops all the bullets with her mind. Sent chills down my spine. Just stunning. <laughs> oh my god. The part where Ariel soars through the air in her car and lands it perfectly between other parked vehicles before shouting, Like a glove! <laughs> Cried tears what? of joy. Dude, this goes on for days. Oh my god. It's just... Like... Comment after comment after comment like this. That is hilarious. Oh, wow. And if I was given this an all bros letter grade, uh, this would be an A+. For the comment section alone. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I can absolutely agree with that. <laughs> oh wow. man okay wow yeah so uh that's the last d23 item that we're gonna be talking about tonight and yeah so with that let's say we move on to this week's headliner where we break down pinocchio let's do it Alrighty, for this week's headliner, like I said, we will be breaking down the 2022 remake of Pinocchio. If you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. 
The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and thrown into our algorithm and spits out a letter grade for us to compare this movie to other movies of a similar letter grade and percentage. So, with that, if you have not seen Pinocchio 2022, uh, go check it out, but we would also assume that you haven't seen the original Pinocchio, and if you haven't seen the original Pinocchio, you're many, many, many years too late. <laughs> so, we are about to spoil this entire movie for you. Um, so, if you listen past this own point and something is ruined for you, it is your own damn fault. So, with that, Rose... We'll be reading off the synopsis for this movie in our favorite segment, uh, Reading with Rose, with two E's. I love, E's. How, I love how you say favorite segment just because you enjoy watching me fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me out like that. <laughs> I am. All right. Late one night in a small Italian village in 1895, Jiminy Cricket enters the home of a widowed elderly woodcarver named Geppetto, who lives with his pet kitten Figaro and his goldfish Cleo. Geppetto has completed work on a marionette based on his deceased son, which he names Pinocchio. Before retiring to bed, Geppetto makes a wish on a star. Later that night, the star magically brings Pinocchio to life, and he is soon visited by the Blue Fairy, who tells him that if he acts brave, truthful, and selfless, he can be a real boy. The Blue Fairy also appoints Jiminy the responsibility of being Pinocchio's conscience to teach him right from wrong. When Geppetto awakens and finds Pinocchio alive, he is at first shocked, but becomes overjoyed. After a few days, Geppetto decides that the time has come to send Pinocchio to school. However, Pinocchio is soon approached by con artist Fox Honest John and his cat partner Gideon. Honest John convinces Pinocchio that he should live a life of fame in order to truly be a real boy when he really plans to sell him to the puppet master Stromboli in exchange for money. When Jiminy, with the help of a seagull named Sophia, convinces him to continue going to school, Pinocchio is then thrown out by the headmaster on account of being a puppet. Pinocchio decides to go to Stromboli's after all, with Jiminy unable to stop him when Honest John places a glass jar over him. At Stromboli's theater, Pinocchio befriends one of, the, one of Stromboli's employees, Fabiana, and her puppet, Sabina. Pinocchio puts on a good show for the crowd, but Stromboli locks him in a birdcage to prevent him from ever leaving. Soon, Stromboli's coach ends up freeing Jiminy from the jar, and when he enters the coach, he manages to help Pinocchio escape when Pinocchio has him reach the keys to the lock on the cage by telling lies to make his nose grow long. Geppetto, Figaro, and Cleo go out to look for Pinocchio when he fails to come home for dinner. Soon, Pinocchio is swiped up by a coach full of children, driven by a charismatic coachman who is taking all the boys and girls to Pleasure Island, an island where misbehaved children are encouraged. When they reach the island, Pinocchio slowly gets disturbed by the amount of sadism the kids commit, much to the amusement of, irris of an irresponsible boy named Lamp Lampwick. 
When Jiminy, who got separated from Pinocchio again, makes it to the island, he soon finds out that all the boys and girls have turned into donkeys, and the coachman sells them to the salt mines with help, with help from his fog-like henchmen. Pinocchio witnesses Lampwick get transformed him, get transformed himself at a billboard hall. Sorry, billboard hall. Wow, a billiard hall. And he and Jiminy escape the island before the coachman and his goons can get them, but not before Pinocchio gains a don gains donkey ears and a tail. Pinocchio and Jiminy make it back to Geppetto's, but find that he's not home because Sophia gave him a flyer of Pleasure Island to let him know where Pinocchio is, and he sold all of his clocks to buy a boat to go there. How expensive is a freaking boat? That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that little like, dinky-ass boat, too? Yeah. For how much that one guy was offering Geppetto for that one uh, clock at the beginning, yeah, um, I call bullshit on that. Yeah, you got scammed, dude. Yeah, <laughs> dude, straight up. Uh, while trying to find Geppetto, Pinocchio reunites with Fabiana and Sabina, who tell him that Stromboli has been arrested by the Carab wow, Carabinieri? for the abuse of his exploited employees, and they have taken over his puppet show. They offer Pinocchio to join them, but Pinocchio declines, wanting to save his father, which makes the abuse of his exploited... Wait, sorry. Wow, okay, sorry. So, because he declines, that makes his donkey parts disappear. Sophia pulls a rope for Pinocchio to hold out to the sea, where they soon find Geppetto in his boat. Just as they reunite, they are swallowed by a giant sea monster named Monstro. They take refuge in a giant boat in Monstro's stomach, and Pinocchio gets the idea to make him sneeze by starting a fire within him. The plan is successful, and Monstro sneezes them out, but he gives a chase that ends with him and the group crashing on dry land and seemingly killing Geppetto. Believing his father has died, Pinocchio mourns over him, and a magical tear falls from his eye on Geppetto, reviving him. <clears throat> okay, okay, so, sorry. Uh, Geppetto then tells Pinocchio that despite being a puppet, he has proven himself to be a true boy at heart for all that he's done, and they depart for home. Meanwhile, Jiminy says in his narration that stories have been told of Pinocchio's becoming a real boy, but doesn't confirm they if they are true or not. Stressing that what matters is that Pinocchio has the heart of a real boy, brave, truthful, and unselfish, and that he's fully real to his loving, proud father. <sighs> yeah. I think if well, anyone well, can tell by the tone of your voice, you have very <laughs> strong opinions on this I, on that ending. I do. Quite a lot, but we'll get to that. All right. Well, let's just knock knock this out with uh, so getting into our story. I I don't know if I had as many problems with the story as you might have. Um, I think like I I told you this before, like while we were talking about it a little earlier. Um, I feel like they took out a lot of the fluff from the original. Yes, I can. Like they took out that. a lot of the scenes where it's just like kind of goes to kind of the pointless stuff. Like one of the things that I was kind of glad that they got rid of was the whole underwater scene where Pinocchio was hunting for or was searching for Monstro. 
like underwater and like tied his tail to a rock and did all that. Like I'm so glad they got rid of that. <laughs> uh, oh, come on! You don't want to see the fish uh, try to steal uh, Jiminy's hat again? No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh shit! I I will admit, um, I didn't mind that change. Um. I wish that in the freaking original that uh, he could freaking like paddle his feet like he could in this movie. Where the hell was that in the original? Yeah, no shit. Where did that come from? Yeah. That pulled me out of the movie a little bit. I'm just like, that's not how anything works. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, it straight up reminded me of like freaking um, Dash in The Incredibles. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my, dude, <laughs> that was such... A load of crap. Yeah. Like, first off, like if he had fins, maybe just his little dinky ass rounded boots. <laughs> no way in hell you're out swimming a freaking sea monster. Yeah. Speaking of um the uh, sea monster, um I hate that uh they made it out to not be a whale it's a like straight up sea monster the way they hype up that it's a sea monster now in the mo- in the original it's just the whale like of course like you know like kids will say like oh yeah yeah it's a sea monster but no it's just straight up a whale that that's all it is it's called monster but it's just straight up a whale the way that they made him look in this movie yeah he yeah he definitely looks like like a like a sea creature uh, like a scary sea creature, but that really pissed me off that it doesn't exactly look ju- like just like a damn plain whale. Dude, I was losing my mind at the ch- that change. I didn't mind it because it kept, like, f- at least for me, it scared the shit out of me. I wouldn't say it scared me. Dude, it was I probably wasn't get. I probably terrifying. wasn't scared because I was so pissed off. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if I've just, like, recent, like, I don't know when this happened, but anything that's, like, a giant-ass creature in a in a distance, or, like, in some sort of dark abyss, and you can just see, like, the eyes or some shit like that, scares the ever-living shit out of me. <laughs> and so, the like, I had such an extreme reaction when they were in the boat... And then you just see the freaking like mouths like kind of cl- enclose them. I flipped out. I was like, "Really? Oh, I don't like that." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like, funny. I love that. I don't like that, dude. It there's a scene. Uh, so there's a, a movie on Netflix right now. It's called The Sea Beast. I have not watched it, even though I've heard nothing but good things about it, because there is a scene exactly like that. Where, like, I I caught a clip in a video where this dude is swimming down in in the ocean, like, in the middle of the ocean. He's, He's swimming downward to save this little girl from drowning. He gets the little girl, and then he, like, pauses and looks down and when he looks down so it's like a top-down view so you see him and he's like really small right Mm -hmm. and then it's just like eternal abyss and then like 
a quick little moment happens, and then you see the face of this sea creature appear, like super bright eyes, and then you see the, like the dark mouth, and I'm like, oh, absolutely the not. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh. like terrified. Like even I don't know what it, it's about. Like it seems like that, or like if you you remember Stranger Things when you see that like the mind flayer from like season two. Yeah, season two, where you see like it's like nothing in the clouds, and then lightning strikes, and then you see the freaking mind flayer. Oh yeah, shit like that scares the hell out of me too. Like it's 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 freaking uh kaiju shit scares the ever living bejesus out of me. Oh dude, I love it. It's so like what they did with him just made like with Monstro made me so much more afraid of him than I was when he was just a whale. Uh Oh, I thought dude, it was kind of dumb. Okay. Like I thought, like looking back, like I can definitely agree with you. They probably should just kept it a whale. Yeah. Um. But I think that the tentacles just added a little something that was a little bit more unsettling for me. <laughs> okay, I I can understand where you're coming from. Um, I'm not sure how you liked it did you like the addition of the uh puppeteer girl yeah i actually did i thought that was that was actually a really good addition yeah i really like that too like i thought she was a great character it's like and the way that she used her puppeteering abilities to connect with Pinocchio. Yeah, I cuz uh, like I don't know, it was cool seeing uh Pinocchio actually being able to like make a friend um besides, you know, Jiminy of course. Um but I mean, yeah, in the original literally all that he has is Jiminy and um his father um cuz literally we all know Figaro ain't the I mean, fi- Figaro, she like I feel like she loves and hates Pinocchio, um, <laughs> just yeah. because. Um, and then, um, shit, what's the fish's name? I always forget the fish's name. I don't know why. Yeah, I forget it too. Uh, I'm gonna feel stupid if I don't remember it. Uh, da, 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 da. Cleo, that's her name. Yeah. Um. So I I do like that um this one you know it uh Pinocchio was able to you know make a friend with uh everything that went went on with Stromboli someone that like um even when he gets trapped and you know uh Sabina comes down he's just like you know I feel that you might be the only one I can trust I can't trust anybody else in this I can't even trust um oh my god what was her name again Fabiana yeah yeah like he even says I can't trust her either. Can't, of course, can't trust Stromboli. Um, so I, I actually really liked the fact that he was actually able to find um, closeness um, with another puppet. That was actually really cool. Yeah, honestly, my only complaint with the Fabiana and Sabina 
was that Sabina had a different voice. And it felt I mean, it felt weird that voice coming out of Fabiana. And I don't think the actress that played Fabiana did a very good job at like doing the lip syncing. That is fair. I I will give you that. When they cut to her actually like, you know, like doing that, I'm like, uh, you might want to try a little harder. I get your you're, you're young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that that was need a little issue. practice. Yeah, work on it. Just the just the hair. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I I feel like they kept pretty true to the original source material while throwing in some of like some updated. References. Yeah, um, you know, might as well just bring it up now. Um, the the biggest thing that I feel that pisses a lot of fans off of the original, and honestly, I'm in that same boat. Um. Because I think I said this like before last episode when we were announcing that we were reviewing Pinocchio. Pinocchio is actually my favorite classic Disney movie. I freaking love that movie to death. Um, and so when I like saw like, oh, the ending is going to piss off like uh, uh, fans of the original. Like they change it. Like I'm like, what? Like how bad? What? Like what? What did they change? And like I read. It's not clearly pointed out if he becomes a real boy or not. Literally, some people say, oh, he became a real boy, or no, it's just he uh, has the heart of a real boy. Whereas in the original, Pinocchio is presumed dead, because in the original, it's not Geppetto that presumably dies, it's Pinocchio. Um, And when he comes, uh, when they bring Pinocchio back to Geppetto's workshop, the blue fairy appears, she brings him back, and because of his selflessness, um, and everything that he did for his father, she truly believes that he's become a real boy, and he becomes a real boy. And it's great. I love it. I freaking love that ending. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't like that it's, it's not a, uh, oh, he's, uh, he's specifically a real boy, or no, he actually wasn't able to become a real boy. I don't like that it's up for question, like, oh, some say this, but some say this. I hate that. I'm sorry, it has to be one or the other. Okay. I have, like, I rewatched the ending, and you absolutely do see the wooden joints of Pinocchio go away. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh. So you can so why see... why the hell did Jiminy say that? I, I don't know. <laughs> I thought that was, that was also dumb, but it's just they did show, but I understand why they kind of left it ambiguous. <laughs> I... I get it because think about like how the original happened or or what happened in the original. He was laying down on the bed, right? Mhm. And then it's like fairy magic and he slowly turns into a real boy. And then the real boy version of himself looks exactly like the puppet version, right? Other than like the nose and some other features, right? Yeah. The reason I feel they did not show that is because they, how do you, like, make that transition? Like, how do you make that transition from, like, puppet to real boy with where it's, like, an exact one for one without it looking weird? 
God damn it, you got a point there. God, you son of a bitch. I know. I, I don't like <laughs> it. <laughs> but Why don't just... you like it? You make a very good point. <laughs> I know. I, I would have really liked to see Pinocchio, but it's it also would have been weird to see a <laughs> a puppet sized child. Uh, fair enough. It uh, it's just still weird that like I think literally they should, I think they should have made Pinocchio bigger and actually shown the fate like the the full body and everything. Fair enough. Well, like, I mean, couldn't they have um I mean, uh, cuz it's it's showed clearly that um the uh literally when the blue fairy comes the picture that Geppetto has of his deceased son, all of those personalities are put into Pinocchio because literally the Blue Fairy shines her or blasts her magic on the picture of his deceased son and that bounces off into Pinocchio. Um, so I'm wondering, because I don't know where they got that picture from or like who that actor was, um, do you think if that if like they literally just took a kid and like you know like black and black and whited that picture um do you think they could have used that kid to transition into a real boy i don't know because it's it's not <sighs> he modeled pinocchio after his son he wasn't trying to like replace his son Good point. So I think if they would have just used the whatever picture of the kid or the actor from the picture, I th- and yeah. it had it been like a clone of his son, I think that would have been weird. <laughs> All right, fair enough. It's just like, hey, my my son's dead, but I have his clone <laughs> that I made out of wood, and then he <laughs> sacrificed, it, or then I sacrificed myself for him, and then now he's like a real boy, but now he looks exactly like my. My dead son. <laughs> I think that would have been weird. Speaking of uh, his deceased son in that picture, how did you feel about them explaining with how you know Geppetto is uh, wit? Well, you know he lost his wife and then he lost his son. How did you feel about that explanation? Because that is not explained. That is not in the original at all. They they never mention that at all. No son, I... no wife. I did not hate it. Um, I think I don't know. I I didn't hate it. It it, it explained to me why Geppetto wanted a child. Yeah. It like cuz it's it, it felt a little creepy in, in the original <laughs> where Geppetto's just like, "I just want a son." I'm like, "Hey, why don't you go out and date?" <laughs> 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 like if you if you want a son, you don't have to wish for one upon a star. You can go and freaking have a. You you don't even have to do that much work. You could go like hire a hooker and be like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> freaking you're talking about a freaking hooker in 1895. It's not like they were uncommon. <laughs> it was just the way you're talking about. So like, yeah, you, uh, you, you know, um, adopt, don't shop when it comes to your son. Yeah, like, you don't even have to, like, fall in love to have a, a child. <laughs> Damn. Like, like, you can have a child on accident. 
I, I just don't, I, I just don't think Geppetto was trying hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> At least the uh, the animated oh, one. The animated oh, the animated Geppetto could have tried a little harder. This Geppetto, I completely understand his reasoning for wishing for it. Or like wishing for Pinocchio to be a real boy. Um, See, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I feel he got a little too fixated on him becoming a real boy. Um, with the fact like, oh, you know, wouldn't it be so cool, Figaro, if he, he became a real boy because I model him after my dead son? And this is probably me sounding like a freaking asshole. Um, <laughs> but just, I don't know. In the original, he's just like, oh, you know, it'd be, I, I feel they went into like a little too much, like, de- not detail, but him like really pushing for Pinocchio to be a real boy in this a little too much. Like, in like in this one, okay, maybe I'm I feel they pushed too hard for it in the original. <laughs> really? Because I f- I feel the opposite. Just hmm. I <laughs> I don't know. Like for how much detail, for how much like he ta- he points out like oh you know like I said like how um he's like oh you know since I model him after my dead son wouldn't it be so cool if if uh, I. Uh, if he could actually come to life and be a real boy. I think it's the fact that like him pointing out, cause like in the original, like there's no mention of him having a deceased son. I think it's the deceased son for me for some reason that just makes it like a little weird. Dude. I, th- I don't, <laughs> I think it's weird for an old man to be wishing for a child. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Disney got a Disney. I know, I know Disney's got a Disney, but s- still, it just feels like a little shady. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, I get you. It, I think maybe they did push for a little harder in this yeah. one. If there is, and I was telling Caleb this, if there's one thing that I actually liked that they did, like, add depth to, is the fact that there is actually like from the moment Pinocchio comes to life um, and between when he goes to school, there is actually like a little bit of leeway between that of like, you know, Geppetto, like actually like getting him accustomed to life living there, you know, maybe like teaching him some things. Whereas, uh, because I think like um, he's just like, Oh, well, you know, like I I think it's time for, because I I believe he's telling uh, um, Figaro and Cleo like, Oh, I I think it's time that Pinocchio starts school. I, I think that's right for him. Whereas in the original, literally the exact same freaking night that he comes to life, they're all laying in bed, and he's just like, oh, you know, like, we need to get to sleep. And Pinocchio's like, why? He's like, well, everybody needs sleep, and you got school tomorrow. I'm like, well, that was freaking fast. You're not even going to, like, enjoy time with your son now? Like, fine, send him off. Like, Caleb pointed out, CinemaSense pointed out, uh, Geppetto's like the, like, uh, shitty uncle that, uh, literally... <laughs> Literally doesn't want any quality time. Literally just just ship him off to school. Yeah, they're 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 uh, he's their problem now. Yeah, like what? Like if okay, <laughs> like if I'm putting myself in that same situ, like the exact same Geppetto situation, and I were to build a puppet, wish for it to become real, and then it came to life. The idea of that 
puppet going to school would not even cross my mind. <laughs> like, there's no way. Like, it's just like, like, it's a completely normal thing. Like, that's, like, what freaking throws me off, like, with the original one. It's just like, what, it's like, oh, wooden boy, just another day in this little village. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess you I did- have a walking, like, a walking and talking fox and, and all. Yeah, dude, but- straight up. I don't know about you, but, like, like even in, like, the animated one, especially in this live-action one, when you see, like, the kids walking by... And uh, Honest John says, like, oh, you know, little uh, little um, squirts heading off to school, you know, all that stuff. And I'm just like, if I was a little kid, I'd, like, freaking start screaming and running if I saw a talking fox. <laughs> yeah. Like, what in the actual hell? <laughs> and then it just kind of makes me think, like, it's kind of like a one of the the Pluto goofy scenario with Figaro and honest or, and what's his name? Gideon. Yeah. Gideon. Like, okay. Who's the, who's the freak? (laughs) (laughs) Is it Figaro that's actually like a full, like a a full sentient cat that like has the ability to walk and talk and just chooses not to, and wants to be a pet or is it Gideon? That's the, (laughs) the odd one out. We need answers, Disney. Yeah. Like, they really need to address the freaking Pluto. They really do. Situation. Yeah, dude, straight up. That Yeah, that has always bugged me, too. Yeah. And, dude, what even, like, freaks me out more is, like, the, uh, the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse on Disney+. Plus. Like... I've we've seen freaking Goofy walking Pluto. <laughs> like this is just quite a Twilight Zone shit. Is this? Yeah, this is just. There's a little no bueno area here, <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, I feel like Pluto's the freak. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But anyway, oh. <laughs> uh. May I get back into Pinocchio? They, like I said, I, I feel like they followed the source material as well as they could. Um, the the intro for it, like when you see Jiminy Cricket, and or when we meet Jiminy Cricket and him jumping around from from place to place and finding like a good place to stay at Geppetto's. Or whatever, and like the whole conscious thing. I correct me if I'm wrong. Did Jiminy play a bigger part in the original? Because it kind yes, of felt like this whole story could have happened without Jiminy. Yes. Oh, he absolutely did. Pinocchio yeah. could, in my opinion, Pinocchio could not happen without Jiminy Cricket. This one could have. <laughs> absolutely. And that's like nothing bad to say about the actor for or uh Joseph Gordon Levitt who voiced Jim. Oh no, Cricket. dude, he he was no, I'm gonna say that for acting. Yeah. Um but yeah, I feel like they they kinda sidelined Jiminy a lot. And then yeah, it, it just felt like bullshit. I felt like they just convenienced their way into including him. Or getting him back into the, like the story, yeah. Because like honestly, it felt like they tried to put more focus on Geppetto, 
And I'm sorry, I did not like that. Nothing against Tom Hanks. It's just, that's not how the original goes. Like, I didn't really need as much backstory as they give for Geppetto. Yeah. Dude, I want to know why in the hell Geppetto felt like it was a good idea to sell his entire home and all of his clocks and all of, like all of that shit to buy a shitty ass boat dude like after not leaving his house for who knows how long yeah and that was like another thing that I, I was feeling like why like hey you got this this magical boy that you're just kind of sending to school, wouldn't you want to walk with him to make sure he gets there first off, not just give him directions, <laughs> then making sure that the the people that are teaching are okay with this sudden wooden boy appearing? Yeah, instead he just literally points to the kids just walking to school, oh yeah, just follow them, you're good. Yeah, but and then like later it's addressed like, oh, I I haven't left the house in this in so long. Like, okay, cool. We could have used that backstory a little bit <laughs> when it was yeah. like, hey, are you gonna walk me to school? And then like, oh no, I haven't left the ho-. like explain it like and not make like for a while. I just felt like Geppetto was being negligent. <laughs> Maybe it's just... And, sorry, one more thing with the it's story. Like, hey, it's not like change. she wasn't born this weekend. Yeah. I I just want to point out one more change that... But, and it's like it's such a little change, and I don't know why it like bugged the shit out of me. I want your opinion. So, when in the original, when Geppetto goes to look for Pinocchio, it's just him that goes. It's just him. He lives... He leaves Figaro and Cl- uh, Cleo, Cleo, right? Yes. I think that's it. Yeah. He he leaves them home because like, you know, like he already had dinner made and everything. And I mean it's the same in this one. Um, but you know, he tells, you know, like nobody to eat it we you know, we won't eat until Pinocchio gets get, we I bring Pinocchio home. And literally it's just him that goes. Whereas in this one, he brings Figaro and Cleo and I just feel that's like I'm sorry, like unnecessary baggage. Not that they're baggage <laughs> But just, I feel like they're going to slow you down, especially having to carry Cleo's big-ass fishbowl. <laughs> Dude, can you scream plot convenience with freaking Cleo's fishbowl? Dude, right? Freaking like, ridiculous. Fr- the way that, like, <laughs> when he's, like, head- heading out, and uh, the way that, like, Tom Hanks was holding it and, like, shaking it so bad, I'm like, dude, literally half of that water is going to be gone by the time you step out the door. Yeah. Dude, freaking hell. When, I, I, I'm so glad that they addressed all of the shit that Pinocchio was somehow able to do in one day. That was funny. I, was, I will admit to that. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving props for that in writing, but I'm so glad that they addressed that. They're like, <laughs> oh, I became famous. And like, just thinking back, he did a whole, per- like, he had a whole performance, like, ready to go at Stromboli's in less than, like, a couple hours. Yeah, it's true. Like, what? It's very true. Yeah, seriously, though. Yeah, and then he got 
kidnapped <laughs> to go to freaking uh, Pleasure Island. Like, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, hell, we haven't even gotten to the whole, like, Pleasure Island thing. Oh, yeah, shit. I um, am so glad a- that they <laughs> that they changed it to root beer. Dude, yeah, because when I was watching the original, I'm like, wait, they're not drinking a lot of... Oh, yeah, it's the it's cigars. I forgot about that. Yep. <laughs> and I, I, I honestly loved that um, he, the uh, um, the show, showman? Shit, what the was his name again? Coachman. Coachman, thank you. Um, I'm amazed that they never gave him a name in the original, but whatever. Um, they didn't give him a, a name in this one either. Yeah, it's weird, but whatever. Like, literally, just, like, out of nowhere, he would just, like, literally come up from the ground and be like, hey, here's another root beer. Yeah. I I really like that they included him a bit more. <laughs> I did, too. I mean, what I wish is that, because, um, like, when was the last time you watched the original? It's been a long time. Like, that's why I okay. watched the... Um... The cinema sins in preparation for this episode because I knew no, that they would smart. cover most of it. Because <laughs> um, and I forgot about the scene actually in the movie. Um, there's a part where um, before the um, coachman takes uh, the kids to Pleasure Island, um, there's a part where he actually meets with Honest John and um, Gideon, and you know he's telling um, him that uh, oh you know I can uh, uh, if you get me some like uh you know stupid kids in the night or y- y- you know what I mean um you know I'll I'll yeah. pay fancy for it um and he even like goes into detail with like the freaking like oh you know like uh I turn them into donkeys and you know take them to salt mines and everything and I like honestly forgot that that was an actual scene in the uh in the animated one so it would have been nice to actually have the coachman and honest John like have that sort of like interaction more instead of them being like, Oh, like honestly in, in this movie, I feel like they never even crossed paths. But at the same time, I don't know if that could have worked. What I do you think, think the way they went about it worked just fine where it's just like, Hey, getting picked up at a street corner, which kind of felt a little hooker esque, but <laughs> freaking little bit. Yeah, so I think I think they went about it the best way that they could, and and without it feeling like super out of place. Like, yes, it did feel like it came out of nowhere, but they explained it in a way where I'm like, okay, I get that. Yeah, fair enough. Like you and pointed then, out, it's though... also like oh, I feel like oh, sorry. I mean, just no. I think good. the way that they set up Pinocchio and his his. Uh, his innocence, I don't think he would have chosen to go to Pleasure Island. Like, did, how did he How did he get wrapped up in that, in the original? Um, so, in the original, it's, um, so he runs into Honest John and um, Gideon again, and it's uh, them that persuade him to uh, go to uh, Pleasure Island. Um, because that's what will uh, like ma- uh, make his dad proud, um, as if he's able to like go go there or some shit like that. Um, and then okay. like l- literally after they're able to talk him into it, it just cuts to him already being in the stagecoach, um, 
Okay, yeah. So I I do not feel like that would have worked out. I think he had negative feelings towards Honest John and and all that and like was upset and I think it would have been a, a stretch for him to like buy into the whole Pleasure Island thing if Honest John were the one to try and sell it to him. That is fair. That is that is absolutely fair. So I I th- I think the um the original Pinocchio was a little bit more naive to yeah, fair enough to everything going on around him. I think this Pinocchio was able to learn fairly quickly. And so I think it made sense for him to be pulled into the situation rather than choosing to go into it. Yeah. From an outside source. Because I think he was already just very untrusting. Which he proved when he didn't want to talk to... Uh, oh shit, what was her name? Fabiana? That That is a good point. Yeah, so he was he was distrusting of humans. He was only trusting of puppets. So I think... I think it made sense for what they did. So where are you at with the story? So, I mean, I I think both of us are just kind of comparing this to the original. I'm I'm trying really hard to try and disassociate myself from the original with this one. See, I feel that it's very hard to do that. And I feel like a lot of people do don't because you are saying that it is a live action remake it's still associated with the original so they're trying to just retell what you got in the original but update it for you know like a newer newer audience so i feel you you honestly can't help but compare it to the original i feel that's what it's meant to be right but i mean if you're if you're i think it's tough it's tough to do to do that as well at least in like a review like this, because it's like, hey, something that worked in the original did wouldn't have worked out in this one. Like the whole that's drinking fair. beer and like the cigars, like obviously for a modern age where that's like where kids smoking and drinking beer is frowned upon. I think <laughs> they had to to do some changes and and stuff, and I think it'd be unfair to com to make that comparison. Fair enough. So, I mean, my, like, if you, like, you rate the story how you're, you're wanting to. I'm, I'm sitting at, like, an 86. Oh, damn. Like, is that a, like, a high or? No, that, yeah, that that's a lot higher than me. Yeah, so I'm, go, I'm going an 86 because I feel like. They were able to remove all of the issues that I personally had with the original story. Like, they were able to clean it up. They were able to make it kid-friendly, or relatively kid-friendly for the modern age while keeping those those intense moments intense. Like, yeah. yes, I feel like the, the change that they made to Monstro was a little bit odd, but I feel like I'll... I'll dock later for that one. And then the same thing with Pleasure Island and, and everything. I think they were able to keep the horror horror like elements of that fairly well too. 
like when Lampwick was changing into a donkey, like that was like I think they still managed to keep like that that fear that I had as a as a kid. Like that so it was that scene and then the monstro scene that I felt like I had to like cover Iris's eyes. Because I'm just like, no, this is a little much. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah, I think I think they kept a really solid flow. Um, there is obviously some negligence in this, if on like Geppetto's part, which will be addressed when we get into like the writing. <laughs> <laughs> but I think overall, like the story was. It did pretty well. It wasn't anything like extraordinary, but it was above average. So that's why I'm sitting at an 86. Okay. So where are you at? Um. Yeah, honestly, uh, just because I didn't love every single change that they made, um, and the stuff that they took out, I was not a fan of. Um. So, I'm sorry to say, I'm in the 70s. So, I'll go with 73. Damn, dude. Sorry, man. All right. <laughs> That's a lot lower than I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to be in like the se- like the high 70s. No. All right. <laughs> um, moving on over to writing. I felt the dialogue was pretty, pretty like quick-witted for for a movie like this, and like I said with the with the original, I I think they just cut out a lot of fluff, like the whole like the Honest John thing. Like I feel like scenes like that, like from what I remember, those scenes seem to like just drag on and on and on, and it's just like okay, just get to the next thing and with this the i think they maybe took it a little too far the other direction and maybe went a little too quick but i still like really enjoyed the the dialogue and i think they were able to throw in some extra jokes that were pretty funny like i liked how honest john was like talking to pinocchio about how to spell his like his name up in like the bright lights and then like realizing like his name is really hard to spell <laughs> and then being like uh like maybe we just change your name altogether and then like one of the jokes that they made was chris pine and like, i i love that joke <laughs> yeah i'll admit that one did make me chuckle yeah so they i mean they had some pretty decent additional dialogue and Honestly, I really liked the the conversation with the blue fairy. I liked that so much more than the original. I feel I liked them both for di- different reasons. Um, both are great. Speaking of that scene, though, I have a very big problem with this version compared to the original. Because in the original, when the blue fairy first brings Pinocchio to life... Um, literally he, you know, like, uh, you know, the strings go away. It's very simplistic. And he's just like, oh my God, I can walk. I can talk. You know, it's great. Whereas in this one, um, literally, uh, 
first of all, he still has the strings when he first comes to life, which th- that makes no damn sense. If you're bringing him to life, why would the strings still be there? But whatever. Um, why would they disappear? If he's becoming a real boy, shouldn't they just disappear automatically? Well, she made them disappear like later on. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. In my why, opinion, okay, explain to me why fairy magic would have made the strings disappear. Because and why they would magic, dude? That's bullshit. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, so so the bit. My biggest problem is that when Pinocchio first comes to life in this new one. Um, he, uh, he is literally repeating everything that Jiminy, or, no, it's not only, uh, no, it's the blue fairy that he's literally repeating everything that she says. Like, you know, like, oh, he, he, uh, he, uh, she has to, oh, first put in like, oh, you know, actually he, he doesn't know how to fully speak. And so she actually has to, uh, put, actually make that, uh, like official. Whereas in the original, it automatically just happens and... I don't know. I, I don't like in this one that she literally be like, oh shit, I forgot something. I forgot to actually make you be able to understand yourself and talk. Whereas in the original, it's just like, oh yeah, I know what I'm freaking doing. Bam. You already know how to, you know, uh, you know, make full sentences. The, you see, that's exactly why I liked that stuff. Where <laughs> it's just the way that I viewed it was he wasn't wishing like Geppetto wasn't wishing on or wasn't wishing to a blue fairy. He was wishing upon a star and the star granted him the wish and the fairy just came down and like tidied up the, the magic. (laughs) Like that's how I viewed it. Like, uh, unlike the, like, the original, like, where it just kind of, like, everything seemed to work out just fine. Like, the the strings go away, and suddenly he knows how to talk, and all this other bullshit. Like, I don't, like, I, why, I, I why expect he, that shit from okay, a fairy, that's the thing. I know, and she gave him all of that. It's just, the freaking star magic is this, the, this, the shady stuff. <laughs> yeah, but see, in the original, I feel it's, like, very much showed that the blue fairy is the star he wishes upon. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, I love when we get into discussions like this. I, I do, too. <laughs> yeah, that's how, like, that's my whole justification. Because I didn't like how it's like the fairy was just like, oh, I can only make you so real. and And with her... It was just like, well, he was very specific on his wording, so we kind of have to work around that. <laughs> I I love that, like how it, I I I don't like people that like do something perfect, and so the fact that the blue fairy came down and was like correcting mistakes, like I really love that. I say I did not. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny, dude. That is super funny. <laughs> I was kind of like Dude, how one um, thing I can't friggin- get over is how you thought the strings would just disappear too. Yeah, that that's how I see it. the The only reason that the string that I feel the strings would have sh- or should have disappeared is if he 
actually turn into a real boy. If he became 100% real, yes, the strings need to go away. But he was just becoming an, an alive puppet. Why would the strings go away? Because <laughs> Disney's got a Disney, bitch. Because <laughs> Disney's got a Disney. I'm going to see if I can find like the quote of Geppetto, like what his wish was. Oh god. Just to see if if uh Alright, let's see. What Damn it, they don't have that line, like how he worded his Oh That's bullshit. Right. I know. They have like the Starlight, Star Bright thing, but that's straight up bullshit. Yeah, they don't have like the wish. Um, for some reason, I'm not remembering the line well. Um, in the, in this one, um, does the blue fairy tell Pinocchio that, oh, this is, um, you know, all of the help that I can give you, it is up to you to become a real boy. Does she say that? Something like that? Yes. Like she said, okay. hey, the star did some magic. I did like some, like I did some magic. <laughs> Like, your father, like, has this wish upon you, but it is up to you to, like, to do your part. Because, I mean, I know I, she says, like, I'm pretty sure she says, like, the same thing um, in the original. Um, but just, I mean, how did you feel about the change in this one when Pinocchio's locked up and uh, in that birdcage um, and they use... Um, his nose to get the key um, to the lock um, in this one, whereas in the original, um, literally, and just this is why I like the original so much more because there's the that scene because they're not able to get the lock undone. It leads to a really good bonding scene between Pinocchio and Jiminy before the blue fairy shows up and, of course, you know, like saves them and says, and then she says, oh, this is, you know, the last time that I can help you. After this, you're on your own. It is up to you if you become a real boy. Were you okay that she did not show up in this new one in that scene and let them go? I actually appreciated that she didn't. Because did she, like, fix his nose? In the original, yes. She fixed... Okay, so she fixed his nose. I actually preferred that he was able to tell the truth and his nose were, was able to go back to normal. I think it may... Because it, it just shows, like... Like a forgiveness aspect for me like i always just viewed like hey you like the, with the original pinocchio it's like hey someone needs to come down and like basically forgive you for yourself to make you fi like to fix all the mistakes you've made with pinocchio and his nose and i think with this it's just him like coming out and being honest was able to help him fix his own problem hmm. so it's just like eh, okay. I'm not like too upset about it like I think I could have been a little bit more just like butthurt about it like um, me yeah <laughs> I, 
the I I liked how his nose stayed the same while it grew and didn't suddenly grow like a freaking tree branch on it. What? And like the, the net, that dude. That's shit. bullshit, and you know it. <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit, but I freaking love it. Yeah, it's cool for cartoons and shit, but it doesn't make sense in like real life. <laughs> and if you even try to argue like, oh, fairy magic created the birds, freaking screw you. <laughs> I can't argue that. Oh shit. Yeah, that's that if they would have done that, that would have been horse shit and you know it. Everyone would have been like, "Hey, where the birds come from?" <laughs> You know what's bullshit is freaking, um, oh my, Stromboli literally leaving the key in the exact same room. Now, I'm sure that he thought, oh yeah, there's no way that anyone could get, get to that, but I'm sorry, like, I liked that in the original. No, he takes the freaking key with him. He doesn't just hang it up on a hook in the exact same freaking room. I feel I that's think just that's a stupid. power move. Well, think about it. You got someone locked up in a cage, and you are under the impression that there is no way for them to escape. Like, nah, fair. It, it's just kind of like a slap in the face being like, <laughs> check this out. Like, like I'm going to put the key right here because there's nothing you can do about it, bitch. <laughs> like, that's that's kind of how I felt about that. Okay, fair enough. Like it, it just it wasn't like because he's I I don't view I blah, 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 blah. I didn't view it like Stromboli being like stupid. I felt like he was doing or he did that more as like mocking. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I I I dug it. I I I think I I dug it enough. Like, is that the uh, is that the only time that Pinocchio lies in the the movie? Like, even in the original, or is yes. that like the only time that he, his nose grows? Yes, yeah, that's the only time. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, those little problems. I mean, they didn't affect anything like too bad. Um. At least writing wise, but I mean, I'm 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 kind of on the average side with with writing. Like I don't think that there was anything like too deep <laughs> or anything. Fair so enough. I think I'm more like a seventy nine ish. I think I'm like a strong seventy nine, maybe like a super soft eighty. So I'll do like. I'll go eighty, just because I want to be nice. Yeah, sorry, and I, and I know you're nice. going to be harsh. <laughs> so we're going to go a little below story. We're going to go a seventy-one. Shit, dude. Sorry, man. <laughs> dude, Damn. I forget when you when you texted me uh, when this first dropped. Like, oh, I think you're going to be pl- you're going to be happy with Pinocchio. Literally after the credits rolled, and I remember what you said. I I wanted, to, I wanted to text you like right out. I'd be like, "You fucking lied." 
Dude, you were that displeased with it? I, I honestly really was. After watching the original again, yeah. Shit, dude. Maybe I need to watch the original. <laughs> and not just like a cinema sense on it. Alright. So, getting into our acting, we got Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who voiced Jiminy Cricket. Uh, We got Tom Hanks, who played Geppetto. Uh, We got Benjamin Evan Ainsworth, who voiced Pinocchio. And then that's kind of it for main cast. Like, is there anyone else that you would include? Did you say Keegan-Michael Kiro? No. So, okay, so nah. main cast is those three. For extras, or like the significant extras, I'll say Cynthia uh, Erivo, who played the Blue Fairy. Um, Keegan-Michael Key, who voiced Honest John. Giuseppe Battenson, who played Stromboli. Uh, Kian Lamaya, who played Fabiana, Jaquita Tale, who voiced Sabina, uh, Lewin Lloyd, who played Lampwick, and then Luke Evans, who played the coachman. Okay. So, like I said, those are the significant extras. Um, so, you want to... Let's do... Top three. Okay. Um. Number. Okay, I actually want to give an honorable mention. Um, because he would actually be my number four. Is the kid that played Lampwick? I thought he did a really great job. Dude, he did an amazing job. I'm um, curious what else he's been in because he seems yeah, familiar, right? Yeah, he really did. Uh yeah, I have no idea what the hell he's he's been like he's been in nothing that I've seen or nothing else that I've seen. Oh shit, really? Yeah, he only <laughs> has nine acting credits. Really? Yeah, and all of them are for like super small shit. Huh? Or at least three are. For, yeah, there's like a few shows. Or did you ever watch His Dark Materials? No, did not. Okay, I didn't either. He was in Judy and the Aeronauts. Never heard of it. Yeah, he hasn't been in anything else though. So, hmm. eh. Anyway, anyway, he would be my number four. <laughs> Fair. Uh, number three, uh, I would actually give to a, a Keegan Michael Key, uh, as Honest John. I freaking loved his performance. I wanted more of him as Honest John. He was fantastic, dude. Um, I'm, I'm the same way. I freaking loved Keegan Michael Key as honest as his Honest John. Someone point a lot of people pointed out. Too bad Gideon doesn't speak because that would have been really cool if they could have gotten Jordan Peele to voice him. I would have just like credited him just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that would. Oh, you know, all, all the facial expressions we got for, for Gideon, uh, jo- uh, 
Jordan uh, Peele acted all those out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> oh shit. Um. So yeah, that's uh. So that's my number three. Um. Shit. What? Who was the uh kid that played the voice of Pinocchio? Uh, Benjamin Even. Even. Benjamin Evan Ainsworth. Okay. Yeah. Number two. Um. I feel he is pretty like as damn close as you can get to how the original voice actor sound sounded in the original. Like I was amazed, dude. For real. Like usually so with like remakes like good. this, it kind of takes me a second to get used to like the new voice. Like not this was not a problem. Yeah, in the right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's he, from the moment he spoke, he sounded just like the original Pinocchio, and I loved it. Um, and then number one, I would give to, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt as, uh, Jiminy Cricket. Uh, even though he's not as prominent as he is in this one, um, or sorry, no, he's not as prominent in this one as he is in the original, because I feel that they have a lot more, him and Pinocchio have a lot more bonding. Um, uh, in the original, and I freaking hate that. I mean, I'll point this out in music, but I hate that they um, took out the song "Give a Little Whistle." As bullshit. Oh my gosh, dude, I miss that song so much. Right, it's so good. I don't understand why they took it out, but anyway, um, he, I, I couldn't even tell it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I didn't recognize his voice at all. Um, dude, same here. That that's how good he was. Um, but yeah, I, I loved. Him as Jiminy Cricket. He he was my favorite performance in the whole movie. Um, so yeah, that, that's my top three. Completely fair. Um, if I'm giving an honorable mention, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Luke Evans Ooh, yes. because he he played like a a dude that was like creepy. And I felt like it was it was something that he 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 was supposed to pull off in Beauty and the Beast when he played Gaston. And but like I said in our breakdown of that, or did we break down Beauty and the Beast? I don't think we did actually. No, we did not. What? I feel like I've brought it up on the show before. I feel like he was too likable in that movie. Yeah, he he really was. And in this completely opposite. He was ridiculously creepy and just filled that role to perfection. So major shout out to Luke Evans. Um my number 3 might be surprising to you. Um I'm actually going to give it to Cynthia Arrivo who played the Blue Fairy. Hell yeah, dude. She was so good. That's an dude, excellent oh, too. I, like, even though she wasn't in it too much, I felt she gave such, like, a good personality to the Blue Fairy. Like, with, with the original fairy, she just felt, like, so bland and just, like, super, like, prissy and uptight. Like, not uptight. <laughs> she, she just, like, like perfect all the time, that. like just like that perfect little angel, like vibe. Isn't what like, fairies are supposed to be? I know, but it just it comes <laughs> off as like freaking bitchy. 
<laughs> Damn. Okay. I, like, I don't. I don't like it. Like I. I loved the personality that she gave the blue fairy. Just like a little on the clumsy side, but it's just it's like still super elegant in the way that she talked and presented herself, and. Almost like a sense of humor. Like it felt like there could like she didn't give any jokes. I don't think. I'm not like remembering any jokes, but it felt like she kind of had like a a sense of humor behind her, or like she had the potential for one. And I I loved that about her. Like she made the blue fairy like so much more interesting than I feel like she's ever been. And then like, I'm pretty sure she's the one that's saying the. The um, the when, when you wish, wish upon, upon a star. star, yeah, and like freaking amazing, like, dude. I honestly, and I wish that that she would have done this in the original. I love that she's seeing that as she's drifting away. Yeah, it's I so wish good. that they did that in the original. So good. Yeah, so I I freaking loved her, even though like her role was so small. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, yeah, honestly, yeah, she was a smaller role in here than she was in the original. Yeah. If I'm really and thinking it's about it. mainly yeah, because she, she didn't sorry. show up in the Stromboli cart. Yep, exactly. Yeah, if they if if that would have happened, it would have been the exact same screen time. But because of that, she does have shorter screen time here. Yeah. Um my number two, I'm going to agree with you on it being uh, Benjamin Evan Ainsworth, who voiced Pinocchio. Yes. Um, I think he did a really good job with it. I I kind of got the feeling from the trailers that he was going to be a little bit more annoying. But It did feel that way. It did. Yeah, but he, he ended up pulling off the Pinocchio vibe super well. So, major props to him for that. Like, I think he did an excellent job. And then my number one I'm giving to Joseph Gordon-Levitt as well. Yes. Um, his voice says Jiminy Cricket was damn near unrecognizable. Like, I had a Dude, hard time, right? like, p- like placing the voice until the very end. I was just like, gosh, I know that voice from somewhere. I can't figure out where, though. But he matched, like, <laughs> the tone and cadence of the original Jiminy. Like, he did really freaking well. Yeah, he really did. Like, I think he went a little, like, higher pitched than the original, but, I mean, no complaints. I don't know. The original's pretty high pitched sometimes. Was he? Uh, well, well, maybe not. I felt like his normal speaking tone was very, um, very, like, on the lower pitched side. Not like super deep but uh, i don't know about that it's it's kind of pretty high okay i'll i'll have to go back and listen and like do a side-by-side comparison you really should watch i I know you watched the cinema sins video but you really should watch the original pinocchio again yeah i might i might give it another viewing tomorrow (laughs) hell yeah anyway um so where are you sitting at with uh with acting um you know, honestly, for how good they actually did it, like casting this one, I'm gonna actually go an 85. 
I actually was not too far away from you on that one. I'm uh just a little higher at an 86. Okay. Hell yeah. All right, moving on over to character development, which I assume we're doing Pinocchio. Yeah. I th- this is where the movie suffered. For me, at yeah. least. Is it kind of like... So, with that, is it because of how you feel with the original of his character development? Or it's no? the... I don't know. It's just the like this, the whole reasoning behind him being or becoming a real boy like the things that he needed to accomplish it felt like he was always that it didn't feel like he was like it's it's an issue that i've always had with pinocchio in general like i don't feel like his growth was too one way or the other like it didn't feel like he was heading down like a super dark path even when he was on pleasure island in either versions it just felt like he was very innocent and like taking in this like this knowledge and realizing that it just didn't sit well with him and then taking that and just like it just didn't feel like he went anywhere like growth wise it just feels like a very naive child learning these things and being told hey this is right this is wrong and then him being like oh okay and then just kind of going off of that the only like real thing that he did i felt like learning the difference between right and wrong i don't think he really did that super well but it's just the bravery thing like showing that, that you need to be fair. a brave boy and so he like saved his his father or his family from Monstro. And yeah. that's like the only brave thing that he did. So it's it's just Fair yeah. enough. And it just it just didn't feel like it was like super like quite earned. Because it wasn't yeah. hit he wasn't the one like choosing to run away and like go do all this stuff. He was pulled into it from outside sources. And it's be like people taking advantage of his naive nature yeah so it didn't feel like there was super good growth on his part and like i said it's just an, an issue that i've had with pinocchio or disney's pinocchio as a, as a whole like it wasn't pinocchio choosing to be bad it was just him getting drug into bad situations fair enough okay okay yeah i can see where you're coming from with that so this one's like the easiest one for me. <laughs> Sitting at like I'm at like a seventy two. Okay. Where are you at? Honestly, I, I can agree with you for for mostly. I mean, on I've always kind of liked the simplicity of the storyline of uh or not the storyline of his character development of like um you know, like what he learns with right and wrong. And I, I, I absolutely agree with where you're coming from with how, like what really feels like he even like gets to show at the end is just bravery. Um, doesn't really feel like he gets to show a lot more of what, um, a real boy is throughout the rest of it. So I, I can absolutely agree with you there. Um, you know, honestly, dude, I'm going to match you. Hell yeah. 
All right, next up we got effects, which I think the big things were were the CGI characters in Pinocchio, uh, Honest John, Gideon, and Monstro. Yes. And then some of the other, like the marionettes. Um, what am I? And I'm sure a lot of people would think that, oh, this is such like a little thing that bugs you. I would think that by 2022, I would be able to tell that Geppetto is fully clearly holding Pinocchio when he picks him up. But there are some shots that I can totally tell that Tom Hanks' hands aren't fully attached to Pinocchio. <laughs> and that bugged the shit out of me. <laughs> Dude, unfortunately, I feel like this is where the movie falls short, too. Yeah, okay. Um, there were some things that looked really good. And I think the entire budget was on Monstro eating uh, Geppetto and Pinocchio. Dude, straight up. Because um, even, um, I don't know how how you feel about this, but uh, Honest John and Gideon, I know that they're CGI animals, but they, for some scenes, didn't really fit that well into it. Yep. I feel the CGI could have been a lot better on them. Yeah. This is, a, I think, this is the same issue that we had with Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, like, like I'm sorry to say, there's a, re- especially for the effects, there's a reason why this just went straight to Disney Plus. It was on a theatrical release. Yeah, and I think my biggest issue was with Pinocchio. Oh yeah, dude. I <laughs> his eyes. I dude, think. Th- yeah. a, his eyes look so bad. All they had to do was throw in like a three dimensional <laughs> effect with that. Such a yeah. simple thing, and they. <laughs> but no, his eyes were moving, and they were paint. Yeah, like even in the original, you can it clearly it looks as if his eyes are actually alive, like they're real. Well, um, that's not fair. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Not, that's right, not sure. even close to a, a fair comparison because. <laughs> All right, good. It's point. animated, so it's it's super easy to match the animation. Like with this, fair enough. They just had to add like a three dimensional effect, so make it seem like Geppetto carved out the eyes. Like that's all they had to freaking do. And yeah, just, or maybe point. even like I wonder how it would have looked if they would have thrown an outline on his eyes. I mean. It probably would have helped at least a little bit. <laughs> I th- I think it it would have. I think it was just the the white of his eyes right next to the really light color of the the pine. Yeah, like that's one thing that even when I'm doing projects, I do not put like just a straight white line on pine like i always gotta give it an outline with something like it needs an outline of some sort like i never just put like a flat like a hard or not a hard a soft break between colors like that i would have done an outline makes sense but, I mean, 
even with that, like like those complaints that we've had, Pinocchio didn't like didn't look great. He did, and I'm wondering, do you feel it's like? Because they stuck so close to how he looks in the original, like they freaking killed it for like how cl- he literally looks like he just stepped right out of the animated, um, animated that movie. Like, that one's tough because it's like I don't have any issues with his design; it's just his movement. Yeah, I will say one thing that like, um. I don't know if I like hate that he doesn't have it in this one or if I don't like that he has it in the original, but in the original he actually does have like actual like hair. Like that moves. It's not wooden hair like it is in this one. I don't like that in the original. Oh, you don't you don't you like that it's uh, just wooden hair? Yeah. I it's think just, it made more okay. sense. Fair enough. I think I can agree with you on that one. Yeah, but Movement wise, like Pinocchio looked like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's what it took me the longest to get used to was how Pinocchio moved. Yeah, and once I got used to even that, the freaking um, like, yeah, whatever. Even the freaking um, the I got no strings to hold me down um, scene. Yeah, that was that was kind of hard to watch. Like, I get that that's what it's kind of supposed to be, you know, like him dancing around as a puppet. But just, yeah, I don't know. Even how he moved in that, it was kind of hard to watch. He definitely moves a lot more fluid in the original with that. Yeah, absolutely. I will say, though, what I appreciate is a lot of the puppets that they showcase in that scene in this remake, they straight up took from the original, and I absolutely loved that. I like was actually smiling. <laughs> I'm like, that's so cool. They actually like freaking took the, they, they just literally transferred it from animation to live action. And I'm, I'm freaking here for this. I love this. Yeah. It was super impressive. Um, I don't know. Other than, I mean, with what we brought up, I'm not super high on the effects either. <laughs> yeah. D- I'm probably lower than character development, honestly. I'm at like a 70. Hell, that's where I'm at too. I was I was leaning more towards like a 71, but I just can't quite put it at 71. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I feel you there. I feel you there, man. It was borderline distracting, and that's yes, not good. absolutely. No, but it was not consistent, and that's yeah. that's kind of what what's keeping it up in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely agree with you on that. Like, one. there weren't any moments where it felt like, "Oh, this looks really good," and this looks really bad, and it was all yeah. like, "Hey, this is pretty average." <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, we got music, which I'm fairly um, high with this one. I am too. Uh, I feel they honestly did do a good job of transitioning, um, like the songs from the original into this one, um, and even like the the new song that uh, Sabina sings. That was actually or Sabina and um, shit. What's her her uh, uh, Fabiana? Name? Fabiana. I actually thought that was a good uh, addition to the soundtrack. It was a very good song. Um, the biggest problem I have, we already brought it up. Why didn't they put give a little whistle? In this movie, I hate that so much. 
That song is iconic. How do you not put that in Pinocchio? <laughs> I get I got no strings is more iconic, I'm sure. Um, but give a little whistle is also very iconic. Yeah. Dude, like Yeah. I mean it's it I can't I don't feel good talking about what it didn't have in this. So that's that's kind of why I'm I'm still super high. I think personally, just because that they they missed that, I'd be at like a seven. <laughs> but with the songs that they did have, um, I think I'm at a nine just because of how well the they were able to execute them. I'm so, I'm not that high. I'm at an eight. That's fair. I mean. You can make the argument either way. It's just, I've had, I have no strings stuck in my head, like, all week. (laughs) So, I mean, I I completely get that. Hmm. Yeah, and since we round down, (laughs) that'll be at an end. I'm sorry, man. No, you're you're fine. All right, next up we got costumes. So, with this one, it's kind of going to be a mix of costumes and character design. Uh, since Pinocchio is a CGI character. Yeah. I feel this is a huge part where the movie shined. Because oh, yeah. a lot, like, honestly, I mean, shocker, Tom Hanks's Geppetto's getup looked just like he had walked off, walked out of the animated film, but I feel that's not that hard to get, um, get right. Um, Stromboli, holy shit. That looked fantastic. Dude, that you looked, looked great. so freaking good. Um, and I really dug even, Honest John's look. Dude, yeah, same here. Literally, literally uh, I th- they they definitely like darkened his colors. Um, in this one, uh, in the original, they're definitely a lot more brighter. But I feel it makes a lot more sense to have them the colors dimmed down a little bit in this one. And it's oh, yeah. the same thing with Gideon. Uh, his colors were definitely a lot more vibrant in the original. But it made sense why they. Uh, downgraded the color in this one. Yeah. I mean, overall, just they just killed it. Yeah, like even the coachman, even though like uh, <laughs> honestly, honestly, I'm sorry, he looked like a freaking like three musketeer. I don't know why. That's what Luke Evans looked like to me. A little but, bit, but he looked good still. He he did. He like honestly what he wore is what the coachman wore in the original. Yes, yeah. his red his red his red um coat was is more was more vibrant, but it makes sense why it wasn't exactly super vibrant in this one cuz you know, for what uh Robert Zemeckis was going for. Um Dude, still total crazy side note, the song yeah. that they that the coachman did was awesome. Yeah, that that was a, that was also a, a good um, new song as well. Yeah, but anyway, getting back into costumes. Um, yeah, everyone looked really freaking good. So I, it's hard for me to give too low of a score just because of how well everyone looked. Like especially Pinocchio. I mean, you can't get much more accurate than that. Dude, straight up, I'm at a nine, honestly. Honestly, I was at a ten. <laughs> oh, damn. I'm so- 
No, but I, I, I keep I feel screwing you. you over. No, you're fine, dude. Oh, shit, that's that's, that's how we do this. Like if yeah. if we have it, it's just we round down. Fair. So I I, I totally get where you're coming from with with that score. It's still high. It's like it's not like it's a six or anything. It's still a fair nine. enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um. All right. So next up, we got our own personal scores. So I want to hear your thoughts last. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, <laughs> so I'll start off. Oh shit. Okay. Um. I really liked this interpretation of Pinocchio. Pinocchio has never been my favorite um, Disney movie. And like I said, it's just mainly because of his character development or lack thereof. Um, but I liked what they were able to do with with this new version and all of like, the, the fun additions that they were able to make. Um, one thing that I really appreciated and we didn't really bring up and it's mainly because I didn't feel like there was a place to bring it up i really liked the clock cameos that we got or the easter eggs dude straight that was so freaking cool yeah like, oh my that god was thank you best. for bringing that shit up yeah for i mean for those of you that haven't seen pinocchio or this ver- or this movie um when the clocks start to go off on Geppetto's wall, it's just a bunch of different Disney movies. Like the first one that you see is Woody and Bullseye coming out of a cuckoo clock, and I'm like, dude, this is this is perfect. <laughs> so, I did love that they um, they did do like subtle nods to the original, though, with um, still having the mom uh, spanking the kid over her lap. That was still a clock in this one yeah that was that was good and then the one where they're like drinking yeah the guy coming out of the bar yeah i mean they have all like the good clocks it's just like instead of putting just a a bunch of generic clocks they put a bunch of disney themed clocks yeah i I love that i did too it was some yeah that was some awesome awesome easter eggs right there yeah that was so good so freaking good um so it was able it was stuff like that that was able to keep me interested and the addition of like of some good characters like Fabiana like I didn't think I was going to like Fabiana as much as I ended up loving her um like near the end so it good time all around and like I said I think if if you guys view like the original Pinocchio as like too long or having just too much like too much stuff that you just don't want to see I think this movie does a pretty decent job at like cutting it down to its essentials I don't know if you could say if it's too long because this one is longer than that one is it really yeah this one's an hour and 50 minutes Uh, the original is an hour and 30 huh Sorry, I don't mean to chime in with that. No, that's that's interesting as hell. Because it, gosh, I need to rewatch. Yeah, this, this one's movie. almost. Two I'm, hours. I'm rewatching this movie tomorrow, and I will report back next week. <laughs> you need to rewatch this, and then you also need to watch the original and compare them. Yeah, 
So I'll I'll be doing that. But my so <laughs> getting to my personal score, I think I'm sitting. I think I'm sitting at like a seventy-eight. Like I had a good time. It's just I had the issues that I have with the original Pinocchio, and like still, like it, the the issues are the same. Everything's the same, but this was a lot more fun. Like personally, I'd put the original Pinocchio. <laughs> at least right now, I'd put it lower. Oh, you. Who? Okay. Well, next week, it it just might be the Allbro podcast. I'm just going to warn you guys right now. Because <laughs> Rose is going to murder me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, um, I was, I did not love this remake. Um, there were just changes that I just did not disagree, disagree, I did not agree with. Um, I will admit, a lot of the stuff that Robert Zemeckis did decide to add, I did like. Um, like Fabiana and, um, Sabina. That was actually a really good addition. I really liked those characters. Um, but just the whole, like, changing the ending. I mean, I know we talked about this, but I still, like, I don't like that he straight up did a 360 on the ending, considering that in this one, it's a fake out that Geppetto dies, whereas in the original, it's a fake out that Pinocchio dies. I think it's a lot more heroic of the way that they pull it off in the original, that Pinocchio sacrifices himself to save his father. Um, I, I just like that a lot better. Um, and even though, you know, Caleb said, like, he doesn't love the original Pinocchio, it's not his favorite. Like I said before, Pinocchio is, it's it's my favorite classic Disney film. I freaking love Pinocchio. I literally had that movie on repeat as a kid on VHS. Um, I'm sure I pissed my grandmother off with that. Um, <laughs> but so... As Disney remakes go, it's not awful. It's probably one of... I mean, I know a lot of people have said it's the worst, but honestly, it might actually be one of the better ones for actually changing stuff compared to like others like The Lion King, where it literally changes nothing. It's beat by beat. But I think because this is my favorite classic Disney film, I wanted it beat by beat. I'm sorry to say. Um... And so I was disappointed. I, w- I was a little disappointed. Um, so I'm going to go with 72. Fair. You thought I was going to be in the 60s, didn't you? I, I'll be 100% real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't hate it that much. Because um, it, it's still Pinocchio. It still gets the message across that the the original get does. Um, just I did not love all of the changes that Robert Zemeckis decided to make. I feel it takes away what makes the original so special, at least to me. Right. No, I I definitely get you there. All right. Well, that wraps up this breakdown. So going through these categories, uh, story. Leading off at a 79.5, writing coming coming in a little bit lower, sitting at a 75.5. Acting bringing this movie up to it from an 80 or to an 85.5. Character development sitting at a solid 72. Effects sitting at a solid 70. 
music sitting at an eight, costumes nine, and then our personal score came to a 75. So with all of those numbers, the final All Bros letter grade for Pinocchio 2022 has come to a C plus. Okay. You know what? I'll I'll take that. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a pretty solid C plus. It's sitting at a seventy nine point zero six percent. Okay. Yeah. So comparing this to other C plus movies, that puts it above Jexy, which was at a seventy nine. Uh right. puts it above Army of the Dead, which was at a seventy eight point eight seven. It is above the New Mutants, which is at a 78.77. It is also above Godzilla vs. Kong, which is at a 78.56. And then finally, it is above Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny, which is at a 78.28. Let's hope Vic doesn't find that out. (laughs) Uh, Going the opposite direction... Pinocchio ended up beneath Uncharted, which is at a 79.12. It is also below I Want You Back, which is at a 79.25. It is below the 2021 Mortal Kombat, which is at a 79.49. It is below Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Which is at a 79.58, unfortunately. Thanks, Parker. Yeah. (laughs) Every single time. Like, that's just our new thing. Anytime, like, someone brings up Scott Pilgrim and how low it is, we're just, thanks, Parker. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And then, funny enough, it is below the Aladdin remake. Which is at a 79.62%. You know, I can absolutely agree with that because I liked Aladdin more (laughs) than this. Yeah, same here. (laughs) And that's not saying a lot. I don't don't know, to me, Aladdin is one of the better Disney live-action remakes. I had a really good time with Aladdin. Yeah. And you guys can listen to that episode if you want to go back and listen i was like for chippy in the three roster years ago? It, it was a long time ago god damn pre-covid era yeah <laughs> but yeah so that is where that ep- or this uh this movie ranks so with that if you like this episode want to hear more of our stuff be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts we are basically on every if not all podcast hosting platforms um be sure to follow us on social media as well we are on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok all at the all bros and you guys can hit us up if you have episode ideas or want to join us for an episode. We would love to have anyone on. Um, yeah. Or you can check out our website, which is tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros, uh, where you can find links to everything that we do. And 
feel like I'm missing something. Oh, or you can email us at channel at gmail.com. Um, so next week, you guys can look forward to us breaking down The Woman King. Um, this movie looks incredible. If you have not seen it, definitely go check it out. Um, so yeah, we'll be talking about that next week. And until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. (laughs) Ha ha. See you real soon. That's that's so much better than Herbert. (laughs) Yes.